Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. My name is Alicia. And I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast where we discuss movies um, that are about queer women, have queer women in them, exclusively defined, inclusively defined. Yeah, not exclusively. Not exclusively. (laughs) Inclusively. Yes. Um, And today for our holiday episode, we watched and we'll be discussing Under the Christmas Tree, Mm -hmm. which is a 2021 lifetime film. Yes. (laughs) A film of feelings. (laughs) Um, It's Lifetime's first lesbian Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's it it delivered in terms of like typical hallmark type obviously this is lifetime but yeah um, same yeah rom- romance mm-hmm. holiday romance yes i agree um i got really excited when i first started this movie because it takes place in camden maine Woo! about an hour from where my parents live and I was like, oh, this takes place in Maine. And then I texted you right away. I was like, this movie takes place in Maine. Um, but there was no, it was, I don't know. I don't think it was actually filmed there. I didn't recognize any. This looks it like generic brick building street. It looked like a soundstage or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and there was no hint that it was anywhere near the ocean, but Camden is like an, it's like a seaside town. Like it's on the water. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I have, because I have no idea. Yeah. You wouldn't know from watching this movie. It was very <laughs> forest focused, which to be fair, there's also woods there. There's like a state park and um, there's woods and some mountains, hills, if you will. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Seaside Town definitely has a Seaside Town vibe. Like yeah, it's not. not <laughs> a Seaside Town vibe. You can't no skill, distinguish them. No coastline was seen in any of the shots um and I thought it was really funny when at the beginning um one of the characters said isn't Camden really well known for stew and I was like are you talking about clam chowder <laughs> but they didn't talk about that I was, I was really offended about Camden being known for stew because apparently that was like a really backwards thing to be known for yeah I was like super confused because I'm like you know we're both from New England listeners if you don't already know and it was one of those things where like stew is like you know people make stew but it's not what any of those states are like known for no definitely be at some sort of seafood chowder that I that I would buy yeah so it made no sense yeah (laughs) I was like what (laughs) um and it seemed even weirder because the people who were, um, you know, saying that I believe they're um, Charlie's character um, and her coworker um, who were saying that, like, they still live in Maine. Like, they would. Yes. Okay, it is so funny because okay, here's the premise of this movie. Lest yes, we get too far ahead of ourselves, a young woman named Alma played by Elise Bauman, who got famous in the gay world by being in Carmilla. Carmilla? Mm-hmm. Remember that series? It was like, I do. And they made a movie of it. Um, she also was in another, like... Almost Adults. Yes. 
Thank you. Yeah. Did we watch that? I think we did. I think we yeah. did an episode about that. Um, with her co-star, Natasha Navangelis. I'm probably going to say that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she plays this character um, who is really into Christmas. She lives and breathes Christmas. Her family runs this like Christmas catalog company in their warehouses in Camden. And she's going to take over the business when her parents retire in January and apparently also move to Florida. Um, and which is pretty they, stereotypical, I think. I guess that is. Um, <laughs> they didn't seem to have any real interest in retiring or like need to retire. But no, they, they were planning on it, I guess. And in this town, Ricky Lake is a baker. <laughs> she yes, Ricky Lake is in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Her character's name is Marie, I think. Uh, yes. Okay. And she has a bakery called Noelle's Bakery. This is not a real place in Camden, I would like to point out. Not real. She <laughs> has this bakery. She and Alma became friends in Paris randomly because Marie had gone to Paris to apprentice at her family's bakery and Alma was doing something there. Was she studying abroad? Yeah. I don't know. I forget, but basically she was like in the bakery almost yeah. every day. She came in the bakery and they became friends and then they both moved back to Camden and started this business together. So like Alma is not only taking over her parents' Christmas catalog business, but she's also like a co-owner of this bakery, I guess. Yeah, it was like patisserie. Patisserie, yeah. Um, so she's busy, I guess. <laughs> like a huge perfectionist <laughs> it's that type of character like kind of uptight really set in her ways in a lot of ways then mm. in comes charlie a beautiful woman from augusta which i would like to point out is a 52 minute drive from camden for some reason charlie and her co-worker need to stay in camden in a hotel while they're searching for the perfect christmas tree I don't know why they couldn't go home at night because it's less than an hour away. This is hilarious because I <laughs> I just thought Camden would be a fictional town and they just like propped it up in Maine. Yeah, no, it's real. But it's real. <laughs> this summer. Me and my girlfriend right. were there this summer. This is insane. Yeah. yeah, the plot made them stay. Yeah. Um, Charlie's job is to find the perfect Christmas tree for the capital to like put outside the capitol building or whatever in augusta what's funny to me is that augusta is technically the capital of maine but it is not like a place where a lot of people are or go like the legislature is there but <laughs> portland is like the main city yeah augusta is not very big and the movie made it seem like the governor's re-election would like hinge on them finding this perfect Christmas tree because the one they had like broke in an ice storm and they needed to find the perfect Christmas tree by Christmas Eve. And last year's tree was too puny. It was like a Charlie Brown tree and it made yeah. it look really bad. Yeah. And they didn't <laughs> want to get one from Vermont. Scoff, 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 scoff. <laughs> scoff, scoff. I really don't think there's a rivalry between Maine and Vermont IRL. Not really. Also... I like the stakes if you think about it are so low <laughs> like it's just a Christmas tree there's so many trees in Maine <laughs> and 
the governor, like, I'm sure does not spend a lot of time thinking about this perfect Christmas tree that needs to be put up on Christmas Eve for this perfect lighting or whatever. <laughs> but that's what makes it a Lifetime movie. So exactly. she's looking for this perfect tree and she finds it. She's a tree whisperer. She's there with her coworker. I forget his name. I forget his name as well. Um, Raheem? Is that right? Something like that. Okay. Um, I forget exactly. He is just kind of a sidekick character. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a big part, but she's there with him and she's out in the woods with a drone and she finds this perfect tree, but turns out it's almost family's tree. And apparently it's a huge deal for not only their family, but the entire town of Camden, where they do like um, a big Christmas tree lighting of their own. And everybody's major life moments take place at that tree. Everyone in the whole town. Yes. According to Alma. <laughs> yes. Oh, and his name is Rohan. Rohan. Thank you. And he, I guess he works for his mom, Sonal. Right. Who- I couldn't tell if she was the governor yeah, or I just worked for the governor. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. But she was pretty intense on the phone about like they had to get this Christmas tree. And basically Charlie and Alma have this whole flirtation. Will they, won't they sort of enemies to lovers type of plot line. Yeah. It's like they were never quite like enemies. No. But, um, you know, Alma has a very, you know, emotional connection as you, as you were saying, because the whole town like has so many memories under this tree and like so many, she said like people have, or she made it sound like lots of people had been engaged under that tree. Yeah. She took her prom photos under that tree or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, she made it sound like the whole town hinges on that tree, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. I just didn't quite buy that. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain I didn't, it. I didn't really buy any of this movie. That's true. <laughs> None of it's that viable, I guess. Yeah, it's so low stakes, as you're yeah, saying. It really right? is. Um, um, I mean, even oh god, what is his name? The the coworker, Rohan. Rohan even Rohan keeps bringing up to Charlie like we could just get another tree and she's like no it needs to be this one and almost parents are like oh yeah cool like you can have it yeah great like our legacy or whatever and almost like no you cannot have it yeah my special tree (laughs) and for a while they're like you know Charlie and Alma get all like flirty Mm -hmm. and you know the plot brings them closer together um there's a really funny gingerbread house making competition mm-hmm. yeah so also seemed way too intense for this <laughs> it was like exactly like great british bake-off or whatever except it was yeah. more competitive <laughs> yeah so and it was interesting rules because yeah the i guess you know the plot plot driven so alma and charlie could end up together they set you up with um, someone in the competition, which doesn't quite make much sense to me. No. Because, yeah, it's just weird. But it, again, it's a plot device to get them together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they kind of like bond over that. And Alma's never, ha- never won first place. 
and mm-hmm. she's desperate to win first place because she is like Mrs. Claus. Yeah, needs to be the queen of Christmas. <laughs> it's a it's a real deep deep seated need. Yeah. When they're at the gingerbread competition, or at least after the gingerbread competition, it seems like Charlie is like, "Oh, we'll look for a new one." Mm-hmm. Um, and she and Rohan go out, but she says something like really cheesy. She's basically like, "None of the other trees speak to my heart." Yeah, (laughs) your family's tree does, and it's just like she says it like five times in the movie. I know she really does, (laughs) and it's like so. Like, who cares if it speaks to you? You're just gonna cut it down. It's gonna be up for literally two days. You're putting it up on Christmas Eve, and then it will be in the compost or wherever whatever you do with the tree. Yeah, like matter so much. Yeah, max a week, right? Right. And exactly. it's like if it really spoke to your heart all that much and you pre- say you like trees as much as you do, like maybe leave it up. Exactly. Maybe just let it keep growing and living. Just let it be. Yeah. Well, and Charlie's whole backstory is like her dad had a nursery and she got really into plants and apparently learned to speak to them and then her dad died and it was very sad. And that's it. That's Charlie's story. <laughs> Also, he didn't care that she was gay and might have known before she did. Those are the only things we know about that. Wow. Yeah, because the other thing Charlie does is like, um, I don't know if she rents it out, but she somehow gets Marie to like hand her over control of the bakery for (laughs) a night so she can do like a romantic dinner for Alma. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she... (laughs) for some reason refuses to go take the food out of the oven when the timer goes off she just like no bizarre. Refuses to do that. she's like i think it was supposed to show how much of a like rule follower alma is mm-hmm. and how and much a of breaker. A, yeah charlie is but it's also like i'm pretty sure alma just wants to eat yeah like, food yeah <laughs> is that really following the rules logical sense yeah it made no sense no um, and then, of course, the food was burnt. So then they just had pastries, I guess. Which I'm not above pastries for dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. But it's <laughs> weird. weird. It was not like the plan, and it didn't have to happen that way. Yeah. Um. But they end up kissing. I think after that date. Yeah. Or but then they the- both. Oh, go ahead. It was uh, just during the date. Oh, during the date. Because and then, also figured out this riddle that Alma gave her about, like, why she named her chickens the things she, she named them. Oh, yes. Because to surprise no one, Alma has yeah. chickens. Um, <laughs> and she named them all after Christmas movie characters. Mm-hmm. Another huge shocker. Yes. Big riddle. Um, anyway. I did like the part where Alma is talking about ha- having about uh, like a gay awakening watching White Christmas. Um, I like that too. I thought that was cute, but it also seemed like a little forced. Um, oh, for sure. It's like Lifetime wasn't like, this isn't gay enough. And it's like, it is, <laughs> it's perfectly gay enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I still love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they both get like really terrible phone calls after, or like right at the end of their date. Mm-hmm. um and basically charlie gets the information that they don't need alma's approval to sign off on the tree 
and Alma gets news that they want to move the or something about the company needing to move the warehouse to Arizona and she's yeah. like but that's not Christmas Central like Camden I know <laughs> exactly yeah that's the other thing is that the parents hired a consultant um, mm. to help them with like transitioning their catalog business over to like something more sustainable I guess they never talk about if they're making enough money or not but for some reason they hired a consult I don't know why yeah they basically say that like they won't be able to sustain their operations like they won't be able to grow basically unless they move to Phoenix (laughs) which doesn't make any sense at all (laughs) where there's like I don't know a bigger warehouse like I don't I don't quite I guess know. but like why why Phoenix like I just I don't understand how that's better or less expensive I guess they needed the exact opposite like yeah climate and, and like, I keep trying to make sense of this movie that's not really supposed to make sense like those details don't matter I am completely <laughs> with you and like I'm trying to get into like the there must be kind of like format right for these types of movies where it's like okay the it needs to be the exact opposite of what's here to like foil whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's an extremely formulaic movie which I think is um part of what I like about it because even though it has all those movies have such an annoying aspect to them but at the same time this movie is exactly what a Lifetime or Hallmark holiday movie would be. It just happens to have two women in the roles. Like you could switch the genders of either of them or like change the genders and it would be the same story. Exactly. Same straight story. It just happens to be with lesbians. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like people watch these movies to like be, I don't know, challenged mentally. They watch them because they want a serotonin fix. Like (laughs) my girlfriend called it, um, no thoughts, all vibes. No thoughts, all vibes. I was like, that's exactly right. Christmas vibes. vibes. Yeah. That's what these movies are. And that's what this movie is. Yeah. Actually, you shouldn't, it needs to be negative thoughts. Like you can't, you can't think about it. Thought deficiency, (laughs) all vibes. Vibe positivity. Yeah. (laughs) oh man um so yeah they're kind of the rest of the movie is like charlie's like i want that tree and alma's like oh my god you tricked me into making into taking me out on a date and trying to schmooze (laughs) me and then they try to like give it up i don't know (laughs) heartwarming story they go up in like a one of those ladder things like the oh, yeah, like a cherry ladder picker. Things. yeah cherry picker and Alma tells the story about all the moments she had with the tree and Charlie's like oh yeah and because I'm a tree whisperer I can tell that this tree was hit by lightning like this many years ago and Alma's like oh yeah that's when I was 12 and we thought the house was gonna come down or whatever and then she- <laughs> And Charlie, like, just knows all these things about the tree that Alma is like, oh, yeah, that's true. Wow, you really are a tree whisperer. Wow. (laughs) It's like a real arborist is like, there's no fucking way you would know that. (laughs) 
no fucking way I would know that. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Um, and then of course, you know, they make up and it's all happy, but then there's that looming thing of, oh my God, Augusta is so far away. <laughs> How will we make this work? And in my head, I, yeah. not knowing anything about main geography other than where it is mm-hmm. in relation in America. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I in my head I was like it's 3 hours away. That's what they made it sound like. Yeah. It's, it's Even just if it was 3 hours. That's still not that many hours. That's not for a lesbian. <laughs> not for a lesbian. <laughs> a lesbian will make it work no matter where in the world. No matter where. This these two towns are literally less than 1 hour away from each other. <laughs> in real life. In real life, any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave Augusta." Or Charlie's like, "I'm gonna leave Augusta, and I'll apply for the executive director position." Yeah, at the reforestation project. Hello, so I can talk to trees. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and then in the end, they found a tree at the reforestation project. I forgot about that part. Like, that's the tree that they ended up cutting down to send to Augusta. And my girlfriend was like, okay, great. So don't cut down any other trees, but like go to the reforestation project and cut down that tree. Yes, (laughs) I had the exact same thought. I was like, what? (laughs) I need to be no thoughts head empty in in this scenario, but I can't. I can't turn off my brain. I know. Um, there's also a weird owl subplot in this. Um, also makes no sense. The owl no has sense. its own grant or something. State own fucking bank account. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie got state funds for this owl. Chris Kringle. and the owl follows her. Yeah. That's basically the subplot. <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear like. <laughs> once in a while and you'll know that you never see the owl Rachel. yeah no yeah they don't have time for that no. <laughs> it wasn't in the budget <laughs> <laughs> although i have to say budget wise like the movie has a pretty decent production value i feel like it's not it was, and yeah. honestly the actors were pretty good yeah it was they really were, cute they, yeah it was really cute they did what they were there to do you know absolutely yeah it matched like all the other types of typical christmas movies and yeah it was beautiful had beautiful people in it Mm -hmm. um so many christmas things christmas scenes vibes yeah so the one thing i was looking at because we've done you know christmas christmas movies in the past i was like what about like hanukkah movies and there hasn't been a queer hanukkah film yet so I want to see that. Yeah, me too. So someone should make it. Not me. No. Not Jewish. (laughs) Me either. And also, I don't have time (laughs) or skills. (laughs) But model it after all of these other movies, so it's just as cheesy. Mm -hmm. We don't. We don't need anything highbrow. No. (laughs) <laughs> we don't want anything highbrow i want no thoughts make me not even question this movie 
That's no thoughts, all vibes. <laughs> yeah. All smiles. All smiles. And then they kiss at the end. One thing that I did like about this movie is that Alma's parents were like really jazzed about her like being in a relationship. Yeah, they were trying to like get her in. Yeah. Charlie like so was Marie. Marie was also like working her little bakery magic or whatever. Another funny thing about Marie that I laughed at is she was like, oh, I had a high power job in publishing. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> I mean, I guess she's like a little older, but like, I just feel like, how did you have time to have a high, like to work your way up in publishing? I mean, publishing, there are almost no high power jobs in publishing. <laughs> Three or four of them, maybe. Maybe. Because that's how many companies there are that have big, <laughs> big publishing. Everything right. else is an imprint in those companies. And then she decided to go apprentice in Paris at her family's, her like distant family's bakery. And then also got perfect at that somehow. And then now is in Maine, like with her bakery. I don't yeah. know. Because like that was a weird thing, like a weird backstory. Yeah, I don't really know like how old Ricky Lake really is, but can't She's be more fifty-five, right? Yeah, exactly. She's fifty-four. Yeah, so there's no that. way. Because like you'd have to be like an expert patisserie person after what? Like maybe like ten years. Yeah, at least at least. Which means she had a high-powered job in like her late thirties, early forties. And then promptly quit it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know math, but. (laughs) Why publishing? I don't know. It just seems like that's, if you were going to have a high power job, it wouldn't be in that industry, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Again, no thoughts. No thoughts. Thought deficiency. Positive vibes. Just vibes. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So. If you are looking for one, like a typical Hallmarky type Christmas movie, this is definitely for you. Yeah. Um, For all the critique I have of it, I actually really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, it's cute. And it's an hour and 27 minutes. Yes. Thank goodness. Down with making like three hour movies. I'm over it. I don't. Oh my God. Speaking of which. Oh God. I need to oh, tell oh, our oh, listeners something. Wait, are we talking about Kate Blanchett? I'm never, we're never reviewing that movie on this okay. podcast <laughs> because I spent two hours and 40 minutes watching Tar and I can't do it again. Um, <laughs> I have not even seen it. It bored me to death. I don't know if I will. <laughs> though I love her. Like she was fantastic oh, yeah. in it. So good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love I'm not Kate talking about too. That's fine with me. I really don't have the attention span. I don't have the energy for that. Um, I needed an intermission because I started to fall asleep. Yeah, I could see myself doing that. Because it's like borderline like art film at a certain oh, point. Oh, yeah. Well, you can like, tell from the trailer that that's how it's going to be. I, was, I can't. <laughs> I was just, I was like, I'm, of course I'm going to watch Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> Not even be hot. Just be herself. <laughs> yeah. She's inherently hot. She doesn't have to do anything yeah just has to exist so my tight five this is a a double feature review of tar (laughs) i'm gonna pass (laughs) you should do um if this movie was one and a half to two hours shorter (laughs) maybe we would do it 
Yes. But I can't and I won't. <laughs> that sounds good. I can, I won't either. And it was a real bummer. So yeah. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. This is why for Christmas we are doing something uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Kate Blanchett, she has her other lesbian Christmas movie. The, yes. the lesbian Christmas movie yes. of your <laughs> of 2015 year 2015 year <laughs> I almost forgot what it's called Carol hey this one's also just a name Tar it is it's because she's so magnetizing it's true about she's... her I want <laughs> Kate Blanchett to be in a Christmas rom-com like under the Christmas tree for a second I forgot what this movie was called yes have you seen um her on hot ones what is hot ones so hot ones is a youtube channel where um a guy makes celebrities eat a bunch of like chicken wings or oh hot my wings. god yes I've seen this yes. actually I don't think I've seen hers though she's so poised throughout the whole thing she does belch a couple times which make me like so happy because I like that you use the word belch (laughs) it's it's a real belcher (laughs) um so as again as a holiday Christmas gift if you haven't seen Cape Blanchett on Hot Ones it's very funny cool watch that um, because she's trying to like compose herself even though she's like crying and snotting like everywhere (laughs) um and trying not to like show just trying not to show it um but she's losing the battle (laughs) and it's delightful to see well can't wait that's the real content Kate Blanchett content we need yes yeah well um also listeners I hope that you have a good holiday whatever holiday it is that you celebrate or have feelings about I hope you have time off from work at the very least. Woo! And I will be re-watching Happiest Season <laughs> this year. I think I might be the only one who does that. Oh, I'm sure I will too. Really? Oh, yeah. Probably. If I have time. My partner hasn't seen it yet. Ooh. And I was like, we're watching it. Yeah. And she was like, okay. So... I'm prepared for her to be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot of conversation to have about that film. Yeah. So I think it's, it's good overall. I think it's fun. I, yeah, I love that movie. It's bad, but I love it anyway. Kind of like this one under the Christmas tree. I also enjoyed it. I did actually watch it twice because I watched it on my bike trainer and then I watched it with my partner too. You love this movie so much. Um, not really. It was just because she also wanted to watch it. <laughs> I was like, I'll watch it again. Here's, here's a way to put it. I don't hate it so much that I refuse to watch it a second time. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, which is um, more than I can say for some of the movies we've watched. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it for free on yes. uh, the Lifetime Oh, cool. It's also on Hulu. That's where I watched it. And Hulu. Yeah. So with the subscription or with ads on Lifetime. Sweet. It was great. Yay. All right. If you have any thoughts of um, other cheesy 
uh, queer women films you want us to watch, please email us at galpalswatch at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at galpalswatch. And Twitter at galpalswatch. Although we haven't talked about this, but maybe we should just delete Twitter. It's going down. That's true. I deleted no my need for it. I was like, I'm done. Elon yeah. Musk can go away and sink into his own hellhole. Is yeah on him as a Christmas gift to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> delete Twitter. Delete Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but as of like right now, as of recording, we still have a Twitter. Yes, we still have a Twitter. <laughs> and by the time this comes out, we'll probably still have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just mostly because we're too lazy to go delete it. <laughs> and by we, I'll I mean we get around to it. Speak for you. Uh, I am definitely lazy. I'm also busy, but yeah. I'll get around to it. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, happy visions of sugar plums and fairies or whatever it is. Wow, that's amazing. I I will definitely have that, and okay. the listeners have it too. And um, have a relaxing time and happy new year. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> May the rest of your year be uh gay. <laughs>